0: You can get consolation from all sorts of falsehoods, but because it's consoling, it doesn't mean it's true. No. There are a lot of very religious scientists around. Science. There is no evidence for any kind of supernatural being of any you kind. think people should yeah. not have a choice of what no. to do with their body? Anti-murdering the unborn. And I say to the grown-ups, if you want to deny evolution and live in your world that's completely inconsistent with everything we observe in the universe, that's fine. But don't make your kids do it, because we need But that.
1: why should I believe?
0: Because it's the truth.
1: And now we're in part two, which is uh why am I a Christian? Mm-hmm. Um so I guess the first part where I would go with that is growing up in a Christian household, that's just yeah. kind of the default belief. Yeah. Like Christianity's true. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you've been told. Yeah. Um and I don't think I've ever really completely went away from that. I think I've mm-hmm. doubted that and mm. kind of not necessarily explored other faiths, but yeah. just doubted that faith. Okay. And in what way doubted it like? Just like is it true that mm. Like, I'm actually going to go to hell when I die. Okay. Like, are these things that I've been told actually true?
0: Doubted in the sense that God exists?
1: I don't know if I've... I've had doubts about that. Yeah. But I've never, like, would say I don't believe he exists. Okay. I yeah. think I've always believed he exists, but hmm. maybe not fully... Maybe doubting some things about exactly what that is. Yeah, okay. But I definitely don't think I would ever say I've ever thought that there is no God. Okay. I've no. never thought that. hmm Um, Not to say that that's good or bad. It's just think, yeah, I've just never thought that. No, but I think what really uh, has drove me into it when Mm. I've gone away and wavered and come back, yeah, and when I became, I guess I'll just share my testimony real quick and then we'll (laughs) start from there. Um, so I used to pray every day. I'd be like, God, save my soul. I do not want to go to hell. Yeah. Like, please save me. And I would just do that every day. I
0: imagine it probably gave you a lot of anxiety too. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: And just having no assurance and just yeah. always feeling like you didn't measure up and you're going to go to hell when you die. And you better mm. pray this prayer. And if you say it right and mean it, then you're going to go to heaven. Okay. And when I got yeah. into my early teens, mm. I started to uh, – Obviously I was obsessed with basketball mm-hmm. and that was like my idol. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um I was getting into girls and um, idols mm-hmm. and I pursued those for uh what do you mean with by idol? Like things that I valued as the supreme. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even though I believed that God existed. So it's not like you know? you're
0: worshiping them. You're just like, I value this very highly.
1: Yeah, it was like yeah. this is the meaning of my life. Okay. Yeah. Um
0: so you're identifying so strongly with
1: these that's like the, the meaning for your life like what yeah yours. it was like if you if there's that girl you like if you've got that girl yeah. and you're getting good at basketball mm-hmm. and you're getting praise for these things like that's the meaning of life mm-hmm. um, and it, I guess it just got to a point where I was reading the Bible to you mm-hmm. and being convicted of these things that I was doing mm-hmm. and I always felt the need for mm-hmm.
0: what is uh, be convicted what, did that, what does that mean
1: convicted like would be like
0: having guilt about it yeah, yeah
1: okay. or just feeling like you're in the wrong Okay. Like you're doing something. Like it's wrong.
0: wrong that you're doing those things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. So there's always a feeling of moral accountability, mm-hmm. I guess, and that drove me to scripture mm-hmm. and seeing what Christ had done for me. Okay. And I always felt the need for forgiveness because I always prayed that. Yeah. And I always, obviously, would feel bad when you do bad things, and the idolization of these other things became so great mm-hmm. that I recognized how evil I really was. Yeah. And I wanted to be rescued from that. Mm-hmm. So I finally, like, I don't know how you describe it, I guess, mm-hmm. prayed and meant it. Like, I okay. finally saw myself for who I really was. And I saw the darkness that I could become. Do I want to be somebody who's made my entire life about basketball? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't want to be that. <laughs> yeah. And I saw through scripture, I saw that God. Mm-hmm. Love me and wanted to forgive me for those things. Okay, yeah. And anyway, so that's kind of where it goes. So mm-hmm. I asked to receive Christ, become a Christian. Yeah. And I felt like it satisfied that need for forgiveness. Okay. Um. So that's kind of where it all starts. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you have a need for forgiveness, though? I'm, yeah. Yeah. Um. I think it's programmed into us. I think it's yeah. inherent in everyone that... There, I do believe there's an objective, like, moral law. Mm. Like, murder is wrong no matter what you believe about yeah. it. I think it's legitimately wrong. <laughs> no, but why did... Uh, yeah,
0: but why did you... Okay. Um, need forgiveness? Because it seems like you need forgiveness from someone else. Yes, right? definitely. And yeah, so why that?
1: And that's what's weird about it, because you're doing like, did things... did you harm
0: that, someone else?
1: Oh, no. No. And that's what's, what's so strange about it. And yeah. it is, I guess, what you're being taught in Christianity... Um, but you really do feel like you've transgressed Mm -hmm. against something that is beyond people. Okay, yeah. (laughs) And I believe that's because the moral law is a real law that we're all held accountable to. Okay. And when you transgress it, you feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. Just like if you did something that you knew no one else knew. Yeah. It didn't even hurt anybody
0: else. But you knew it was morally and ethically wrong. Right. Yeah. Like no one would ever find out you stole those
1: $10, but you stole them. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I guess I've when I became a Christian, I really felt mm. that conviction Okay. beyond what just, I don't want to go to hell now. It was, wow, I'm a sick person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, uh, I think if I hadn't been in the things that I was in, I never mm. would have really become a genuine Christian. Yeah. Um, uh, because most people don't realize how evil they are. <laughs> and well, that's I, funny because,
0: uh, Oh, I don't want to br- break up. Your I would say I finally did. Okay. That's interesting because I've, I kind of in a roundabout way came to a similar conclusion, but it's, it's very different, <laughs> but it's um, so when I was studying evolution and evolutionary processes and you realize that humans are a product of, you know, we're just apes, really. We're apes with machinery on top of us. It really made me much more accepting of other people and not judgmental at all. Because I realized in a lot of ways, like, that we're just, we're the product of an evolutionary process. And that product has formed our Morality. When you look at the apes and you see them beating one another, you realize, oh, and you see humans beating one another, you know, you see them behaving in the same behavior. What you would call evil, I would just call, you know, a byproduct of our past, right? And so I see it as one of those things that needs fixing, but not something that needs, um, you should resent people for or hate people for. You know, it's
1: like hating gravity, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just feel like with regards to that, like the yeah. evolutionary process, I guess we see it as a negative mm. um, consequence when those things happen. Yeah. But also I think like seeing how wrong it is, mm. like you know what right is. Yeah. You know what wrong is because you know what right is. Yeah. So like we know the right way to act, mm. um, therefore we can recognize when there's a wrong way to act. Yeah. I think that standard comes beyond ourselves. Okay.
0: Um yeah. See, I think that standard is um something we develop over time as societies, as we make observations and observe you know what's wrong what's right we can pass you know we're we're the first um species to be able to learn in our lifetimes and to pass our learnings on to the next generation so that they can be better than we are you know Hmm. every other no other species can do that they're bound to the evolutionary process apes can only ever be apes and can only improve if the evolutionary environment changes such that they you know learn to be better apes you know yeah <clears throat> but they won't learn it in their lifetime. That whole generation will die. And that process will have to, the environment will still have to remain the same for generations and generations for their ethics to improve. But our ethics can improve in a lifetime, in one person. And we can pass that on to the next generation. And when you study, you know, the development of ethics over time, you see that. You see each generation like struggling with the, the evils of their time, the dictators, the tyrants, the atrocities of the Second World War and then the the ethical and moral response responses to that that we develop you know um, yeah so that's kind of that's how i view it as an evolution also sort of like an evolutionary process that we're improving and chiseling the statue that we're chiseling over time and it will only be better for generations to come if
1: we are if we can
0: continue working hard yeah. yeah
1: and i do think there is progress yeah but i think it's progress towards realizing what's already there I guess. Okay, yeah. So, like so you car- would
0: say, like, where I'm saying we are learning from our mistakes in this evolutionary process is chiseling out the statue of a moral and ethical structure that's going to be better for the future of humanity. You would yeah. say that ch- that statue we're chiseling is, uh, like, predetermined by God and we're just, like, chiseling away the mud around the edges.
1: Yeah, that's a yeah. great way to phrase it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think as we discover it, we realize how immoral things that we've done are. Yeah. Um, and I think people disagree about, like, mm-hmm we agree on certain things and then we disagree on how to get there. Yeah. It's so like, we all know it's get right to help the poor. Yeah. Because I think that's like a objective moral truth in, you know, imposed on us by God. But yeah, like I think what, that we would yeah. disagree on how to help the poor. Yeah. But we agree on that. We should help. The poor, yeah. I guess
0: it's, it's, it, you know, people we can debate about whether or not human nature is good or evil and all this stuff. But I think most people, when they see other people suffering, they want to help them. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. Um, so that would be, um, I guess the biggest thing about Christianity that I see is I do see a need for mm. forgiveness. Yeah, and I see a brokenness to the world, mm-hmm. and I think that the, the solution to that, mm. that Christ offers us is, mm. is 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 true. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we can maybe get into some of that. Yeah. Um, but the next question was, how do you think about the world, um? How do I think about the world?
0: Oh, well, that was—is that where I was talking about like the physical laws of the universe and that kind of stuff? Yes. Yeah. So, how do you? What is your worldview then? I mean, one question I would have is how do you, um, how do you reconcile your, you know, the physical laws and the biblical interpretations and and using um a book as a guide for understanding the universe?
1: Yeah. Right. Um, well, I don't think it's a book of science. You know, I wouldn't say that. But I think yeah. it does make certain claims. Yeah. Uh, and there's debate about, like, is it six days or is it six time periods or whatever? Yeah. And, you know, we can talk about things that uh, might change my mind. We'll get to that in a minute. About, yeah. like, old Earth versus new Earth creationists or whatever. Yeah. Um I'm sorry. What's your question?
0: My question was just sort of oh, like, how do you saw that? Was yeah, like, what's your framework? That? I guess I guess I would say that, like, because that was more what I was talking about, like my framework for viewing the world. And so, like, what's your framework for how you understand the world, the universe we live in? How you right. discover truths about the
1: universe? You know, great question. So yeah, I would say um, if God, oh, I do believe God made the world. Yeah. So I think there should be an imprint of that. Mm-hmm. So there should be evidence of His. Us being a product of His creation, mm-hmm. and I think like the moral law that we do feel this need for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're hardwired for to recognize when things are bad. Yeah, because we're creating His image and we know what right is. And mm-hmm. if we don't acknowledge that, that is God. Yeah. So I think there's the huge moral aspect of it mm-hmm. that I think makes a lot of sense in light of God' mm-hmm. origin of the universe. Like, how do you get something from nothing? Mm-hmm. It makes sense. That you have like a being that's outside of matter and space okay and time because like god is timeless so if you're going to have a beginning yeah before the beginning there has to be something that's timeless yeah if time matter and space which einstein proved like time and space are connected like when you move through space fast Mm. your experience of time is slow so like those things are connected like it's a created thing i think that makes a lot of sense Mm. from a theological view or a theistic view Okay, so I think big picture things, morality, mm. beginning of the universe, laws of nature, mm. laws of logic, those kind of laws, like they just they're there because that's God's nature, mm. and he can't create an illogical universe, yeah,, uh, I guess he could, but yeah, I think it wouldn't be he would be an illogical God, yeah, so I think a lot of the logic of nature, the repeatability of nature mm. is evidence of God being logical, God. Having mm-hmm. a f- perfect standard of morality, and mm-hmm. all of those things being the product of his creation. Okay. So I think big picture things, yeah. makes a lot of sense. When you get into a lot of the weeds, yeah, I think you can start having a lot more uh, <laughs> debate. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, I understand that it makes
0: sense. I guess that would—I uh, don't know if I phrase that right because you know everything everyone believes makes sense to them, right? <laughs> right. So I guess uh, my uh, question would be more along the lines of like. Um, how do you approach things that, like, conflicts that are going to inevitably arise? You know, yeah. like, what I was talking about with, um, I'm trying to think of something that's not, like, evolutionary processes, but, like, you know, thermodynamics or this, um, let's, let me think of another example, maybe. Like, another thing that, you know, I studied linguistics for a long time, right? And in the Bible, there's that story of the Tower of Babel where all the languages are created and stuff. And, you know, we know how languages arise and how they evolve and how they develop over time, et cetera. And we can observe this. There's something called pidgin languages or pidgin languages, however you describe it, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you're presented with that with um, that data um, ha- and the story that you want to be are, is also part of your basis for morality that is true, you know, um, how do you go about reconciling those? Those things that happen yeah. like that, you know, I try to pick something that's not controversial as controversial as evolution, just like languages or whatever, yeah. you know?
1: Um. Well, with that, I know nothing about that. So uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, but but it's just like, like in general, you know that, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say it all comes back to so like mere Christianity. Yeah. Would be Christ mm. came to this earth. He's God in the flesh. Yeah. He died on the cross and he rose again from the dead. Mm-hmm. If that is true. Yeah then I'm going to trust what that guy said about stuff. Okay, so... So So I would view it all through the lens of Christ as mm. far as I am able. Yeah. And if, like, Christ mm. quotes from most of the Old Testament. Yeah. And he quotes from figures that have been debated, are they historical or not? Christ clearly thought they were. Mm. So if he did rise from the dead, mm. um, and that's true, then mm. I'm going to trust what that guy says about these other people. Okay. Um, So, I would view it through the lens of that. Mm -hmm. When you come to things that are seemingly contradictory or maybe don't reconcile with science, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to kind of just do a bunch of research and see what makes sense.
0: Okay. So, I think I'm going to try to rephrase that and then tell me if I'm wrong. So, like, how my sort of axioms for understanding the universe were like, okay, we have these physical laws. I can clearly test them, they make predictions, you know, and I'm just going to, you know, run my test and that's what I'm going to use to understand. Yours would be that but also like well maybe not that first of all your primary axioms are going to be um you know jesus being god coming to earth and being born for people's sins and that being true so that's going to be your like three axioms that you're saying are my default beliefs that are true regardless like like i'm saying these physical laws are true in my sense of truth until you know proven false like that's kind of like the basis on which you're basing things now you're not saying that I'm not going to use those physical laws that I'm using or the evidence from some new research field or whatever. You're just saying, I'm going to view it based on these axioms, which I know are true. So if this thing conflicts that, well, clearly it must be wrong.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I could be proven wrong. Like even Paul said, you know, if Christ didn't raise from the dead, our faith is in vain. Like our entire religion is pointless. No, no. Um, Our faith is pointless. Okay. Um, So it's not like it's not possible to falsify. You you just got to find the body. Yeah, and there's all kinds of explanations of what could have happened. You know, maybe we can get into some of those. But yeah, um, but yeah, I would say I try to view it through that lens. Mm. And I definitely didn't become a Christian because I did a bunch of research and it was yeah. the most logical option. Like that's not at all why I became yeah. a Christian. I became a Christian because I recognized how evil I was. Yeah, and I saw it as the ultimate solution for mm. my ultimate evil. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not the uh, <laughs> great scientific answer you want to hear. Like I know you got apologists who are like, "Man, you just line it up like this and you just yeah. prove it right, perfect." Like that's not my story. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just being honest. Like it yeah. was recognizing how evil I was. Yeah,
0: yeah. For me, um, I wouldn't make any claims that I like rigorously research everything and all that kind of stuff either. You yeah, know? and I know you're not saying that. Yeah, but, no, but I'm just saying I. We're both going through life, just trying to understand the universe. You know, I, and. And one goal I did have that has kind of been a guiding light for me has always been, I just want to understand like how it actually works, you know? Yeah. Cause, and I, and I want to build things that, that really work, you know? Um, and that's where I think I talked about this before, but like when I was studying evolution, um, some of the things that really convinced me that at least this is like Newton, you know, like maybe some genius comes around in a couple hundred years and figures out like all these things about evolution or faults and stuff, but like, you know, I could use it, like, use its, the mathematical equations to build, like, AI, you know, that was better. Like, it could solve problems, you know? Right. So so I know it's at least practical, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, and so th- those are things that, that at least convince me of the utility well, of something. Yeah, you know?
1: and I definitely see the practicality of a lot of the evolutionary yeah. um, theory. It's just, like, how far do you take it? It's yeah. where I run into problems with it. But, yeah, yeah. I definitely see, like, Related species, looking at proteins, where do they come from? That kind of stuff. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, I love studying it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just when you get so far back with these distances and where humans came from. Yeah, like okay, I don't know about that. Yeah, and I mean, I'll admit,
0: like, I don't, I don't know, and I don't have a dog in the fight, really. You know? Yeah,
1: I definitely do. (laughs) I'm very biased against. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: like I mean, everything I've ever read about the origin of life is just like whatever. Basically, we have no clue. You know? So.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, uh, that'll be, hopefully in the next 100 years, we'll have some more interesting discussions about that.
0: That's the thing that's amazing, is like how much progress we make, continue to make, and will continue to make. That's the the thing I love, is like, even in the past 20 years, all the things we've learned about artificial intelligence, et cetera, like how much further we've gotten, you know? Yeah. Oh, so.
1: Okay, we're getting down to the last few questions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one was... Or we ask you how do you view Christianity, so then how do I view Christianity? Yeah. Um, I would say I see it as a lifelong journey mm. to understand who God is. Okay. And I think it starts with that relationship, of course. Mm. But I don't think it's something where it's like, oh, I'm a Christian now. I have no doubts. Mm. I'm sure about everything, and I've got it all figured out. Yeah. I think it's the complete opposite of that. Mm. I think the more you study it, the more small you feel. Yeah. And the more big God feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more you learn and the more you realize you don't have the answers to everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you do feel like you are learning a lot about why you're here. The mm-hmm. meaning of life. I think that's a huge part. I don't even know if I talked about it. Um, but I feel like Christianity offers me a meaning in life yeah. that I don't think I could get anywhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I would think uh, I definitely kind of agree with that. Like many, uh, m- most religions say, this is, like, if you're a man or if you're a woman, this is the path for your life, and this is what is going to give you meaning and make you fulfilled. And they kind of outline it for you, you know? Right. Yeah, so I would say, yeah,
1: I would completely agree with that statement. So for how I view Christianity, it would basically be, yeah. um, it's a lifetime search for answers. It mm. starts at a moment of faith, and mm-hmm. it's a lifetime of wanting to know who as much as you can about this guy. Yeah. Like, I know he loves me. Mm-hmm. I know what he did for me. And yeah. And I'd love to learn more about him and tell other people about him. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, th- I find a lot of meaning out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good, man. Yeah.
1: So then the last couple of questions would be view of God and mm-hmm. what would it take to change my mind? Yeah. About Christianity. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of like the same question for you. Well, it's I got of hard, well, what about. I would
0: say is, um, what would convince you to question your axioms because i've thought about that too Mm. um what would be evidence and i should have probably answered it this way but like for me to um like any and i and the problem is the only thing i could come up with is kind of like what i already do you know so if you have an idea i would more than welcome it but you know like say we've got something like you know these simple projectile equations you know and i run it and then it's like well, it didn't behave at all like how the equation is pretty. So the yeah. equation, there's clearly something wrong with the equation, you know? Right. So I got to go back to the table and reevaluate the whole thing, right? So it would be something like that, where it's like the physical laws of the universe, you don't remain constant, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing guaranteeing it, you know, just because the suns rose every day for however many hundreds of thousands of years doesn't mean, doesn't guarantee it'll raise tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And And there is something yeah. about this idea that, you know, functions doesn't mean it has to be continuous to infinity. It could just go and then stop. and That's it. It's undefined. So it's like been the, all the laws of the universe are defined up to today. Tomorrow, they're not defined anymore. The whole universe explodes. Well, we don't yeah. know that couldn't happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you with uh,
1: what you were saying. Oh, no, that's good thoughts. And I think the biggest thing would be that mm-hmm. would cast a lot of doubt yeah. would be – they dig up a grave and they're like, this is clearly Jesus' body. Yeah. It's near where he lived. It's near where he died. Like, mm-hmm. we have evidence that Joseph put his body here and they yeah. hid him and then he lived a life, helped these people write these stories, and then he died. Like, that would be very, would that, like, whoa. But that actually could.
0: But the problem well, is, how, is that, how would that change your axioms through which you're viewing it? Well, That's he's the not who he always, said he was. But you're assuming that what he said he was was true. Those are your axioms. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming that the physical universe. like. Or, or valid you know yeah you see what i'm saying so when you evaluate that research that's going to be your bias so what's going to make you what's
1: going to make you question the bias yeah it would be really hard yeah that's
0: the thing it's like what can i think of that would make me question that bias? it would
1: definitely put me in a place of extreme doubt though okay and i would have to really like reevaluate my life Mm -hmm. um and paul says that's we should just abandon it (laughs) you know (laughs) like if jesus ain't rose just abandon this like it's not true um, yeah. But he was obviously convinced that he did, mm. um, because you know he saw him on the road to Damascus. Yeah, or at least that's his claim. After having did Jesus Christians. say he would rise from the dead? In ways, um, he says it pretty much straight up, and then he talks about uh, the temple being destroyed and rose again in three days. Yeah, and like his body. Where, um, where, where
0: does he, what does he say when you say he says it pretty much straight up? You know, uh,
1: I, can, I actually read it the other day. Yeah. Um, I wonder but, where that...
0: Is that in John or is it in one of the earlier? Well, I'm gospels? reading through Matthew.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. That
0: uh, so would be interesting. Because one thing that I'm sure you know, but anyone who's like read yes. through uh, the New Testament, especially in the order it was written in, like just read the books in the order in which they were written in, is that Paul... Is very influential in terms of what Christianity is. Yeah, like if you would just just sometimes sometimes don't read Paul and just read the rest. Yeah, like what does just Jesus say and not Paul or other people about what Jesus said?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there's uh they call that Pauline. Mm. Like, though that's like a lot of progressive Christians. they, yeah. they feel like Paul's wrong. Yeah. And they're like, okay. oh, well, that's a Pauline doctrine. And okay. they just kind of toss it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Paul's testimony is one of the most convincing testimonies. Yeah. Because he was killing Christians. Yeah. 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 It's like, dude, you're killing these people. You're at the top of the food chain yeah. of your religion. Well, we Why also would have to go down
0: about yeah. himself. It's not um, a lot of the writings, too, if you're thinking, if you look at it and say, who do we know wrote this? And then, like, what are they saying? So, for instance, like, feeding the five, or like, people being martyred for Christ or whatever. It's like those, we don't have the writings of those people. It's just like one reference and who's writing that reference, you know? But with Paul, it's um, him actually writing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And even, uh, I'm sure you know that, like even secular scholars are like, yeah, Paul's a pretty convincing guy. Like that's pretty crazy what he did. Yeah. And a lot of people think that he saw like an actual hallucination. Yes. Because he actually became that radical. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the explanations, yeah. Um, So I think he's pretty compelling, but so I trust what he says, but uh, go into this verse where he, maybe, I hope this is it, let's see. Okay, it says, From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law. Mm. And then he must be killed, and on the third day raised to life. Okay. And then Peter says, Never, Lord. And he says, or Peter says, This shall never happen to you. And, he's, and then Jesus says, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Okay, yeah. Um, and then there's the whole temple thing, which I may be taking well, that out was context. Matthew you said right Matthew sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, we just got a couple so minutes. So it's not, left. but
0: it's still not a direct quote. It's someone saying what he was saying.
1: Oh yeah, well It's it Matthew all is. saying what he was
0: saying. It's not like Sermon on the Mount. Well, even that would be saying what he's saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess. Oh, you're saying like in quotations. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. like he it's said that this. part was not. Yeah, quotations. Yeah, yeah.
0: But still, but, that's uh, pretty. I mean, it's like he. What was it? I would Go there and uh, rate, be raised life. After three days. That's what um, it was. I think I exited life, out right? of it, but it basically, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so we're almost out of time. We just hmm. got about five minutes left. So maybe okay. final thoughts. Um, because we're at an hour f- oh no, we got we got we got paid off. <laughs> I thought we had five minutes left, but we've oh, got okay. like ten minutes left. Okay. So I guess we'll still get to final thoughts. The last question was mm. uh view of God. Yeah. And let's get into the Trinity because I think that is okay. a big, huge yeah. differentiating factor between Christianity and other religions. Yeah. And you know, with Christianity, or as, as human beings made in the image of God, mm. we we can love. We have the capacity to love. Yeah. Whether you're a Christian or not, like, clearly you see people's love for people. Yeah. And I think within the Trinity itself, mm. like, Jesus says, you're going to love others like my Father loves me. Yeah. Like, he loved me before I came to, to the earth, to the yeah. world. So the the... Us being made in His image, mm-hmm. having those qualities, the need for fellowship. Like there's fellowship within the Trinity, mm. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we want fellowship. There's yeah. love within the Trinity, and we are modeling that, even though we don't even, even if we don't believe in that. Yeah, like being made in His image, we naturally model these characteristics of God. Yeah, like, that's God's common grace, as a Reformed person would say. Like we but, have these gracious gifts of His, whether we're Christians or not. Mm-hmm creativity and those sorts of things do you want me to comment that? Oh, yeah, i do have a comment yeah. okay. that's just the whole that's so so whole my school. thing
0: would be like um i totally see that but my thing would be why do you not model other characteristics that are clearly negative you know okay. like the wrath of god or you know just the genocide of god you know yeah well like, I th- like <laughs> so which humans clearly also do so in that sense you could say we're modeling the genocide of god you know and then it's a less <laughs> compelling story
1: you know? Yeah, well I would um, say his his justice is something to model. Yeah. And his wrath would be too. I just think we we as not being perfect as he mm-hmm. is, there's no way we can model all these things perfectly.
0: So you think um but we should strive for justice. So when you said like his justice, would that include like some of the things in the old testament was like go in and kill all the tribes and that kind of thing?
1: Well those are very like and we talk about specific like, yeah very specific time yeah. sensitive things like I don't think today I'm commanded to do to yeah. go kill the Canaanites yeah like that was a specific command and those people were sacrificing <laughs> babies they were burning yeah. them alive yeah so like there's there's people I mean I'm not gonna say anybody we all deserve to die <laughs> yeah but there was some pretty sick stuff going on back then yeah Um. and you know I don't understand all that Old Testament stuff okay but some things I've heard explanations for and I'm like that seems reasonable okay hmm but yeah. we can get into more of that if you want to. No, I mean I don't. I'm not <laughs> big in on genocide. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think we. Uh, it's just hardwired into us. Yeah. To model these qualities of God, mm. even whether we realize it or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think the Trinity. Um, something I've thought about a lot lately is how the mm. Trinity. Is a reflection, like us being made in His image. It's that trinitarian mm. image. Yeah. Um. Which is different than just being made in God's image. Yeah, I'll be. Some I mean, there.
0: I'll be honest. I've read, and in a way, I understand the Trinity thing, um, in the way that like you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's all things in three parts, like, um, what do you call it? Um, body, soul, mind, that kind of thing, but all mm-hmm. one person, right? Yeah. Um. So there's a way to understand that. Um. But I think, you know. For me, it still makes no sense. It's very it, confusing. Well, it makes no sense in the, uh, like, just normal. It makes sense in the way quantum mechanics makes sense, right? Like, quantum mechanics, um, I can do the little <laughs> equations and get the result, but it's like, I don't understand the result.
1: Yeah. You so know? you can apprehend it, but you can't comprehend it. I mean, I don't know the <laughs> definition of those two terms, so. <laughs> I think apprehend means you kind of have an idea of what's happening. Like, but comprehend, it's like, oh, it's, I have a comprehensive understanding of this. Yeah. I know Well, I can happening. say the
0: words. And know what each sentence means, but like all the sentences together don't understand it, yeah, know? um that kind of thing,
1: yeah, and I would say I don't understand it, yeah, but I think I can get a idea of what it's saying, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> if anyone says I completely understand exactly mm-hmm. everything about the Trinity, I would yeah. say you probably don't know what you're about <laughs> yeah, or you're not being honest because it is very confusing, mm. um. But I guess one analogy I use, like in my Sunday school class, or yeah. people ask me about it, like water can be vapor, yeah. ice, or liquid. Yeah. Um. But it's all water. Mm. Different uh, presentations of the same substance. Yeah. We wouldn't say water vapor is less important mm. than ice. Yeah. Just different uses as different expressions of the same substance. Mm. Yeah. So that's how I would describe.
0: That's pretty utility. good, I guess. I'm trying to think if that could also be used to like. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I think you could also think of it as a, as a stream and a pool or something like water is pretty good, pretty good metaphor, maybe for understanding that. Well, I'm thinking about the particular problem of like, you know,
1: God birthing himself type thing.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, That's is a whole nother kind of (laughs) verse. It is.
1: And there's a lot of verses uh, that are really confusing about that. Yeah. Like when Christ says, uh, no one knows when I'm coming back, not even the sun. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> you're you're God. You're all knowing. How do you not know when you're coming back? Like, no. no one knows that day or hour. And one of the explanations I've heard with because he has a human form, he's human, and he has the divine right. Like in a yeah. human form, you have a human brain, mm. and perhaps there were limitations yeah. to memory because his human mind can only remember so many things mm. in his incarnation. Okay, people debate that though. I don't know, yeah. but there are interesting discussions about that (laughs) and jehovah witnesses would take that as an example of oh he's not god yeah because he doesn't know everything
0: Mm. so are jehovah witnesses not trinitarians
1: are they unitarians i don't know how they exactly describe themselves but they definitely don't believe jesus is fully god okay um like in john 1 1 it says Mm -hmm. in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god Mm -hmm. in the new world translation their version says um and he was a god lowercase uh-huh. g yeah and then anywhere where there might seem like it's jesus is god they yeah. sort of conveniently translate it into <laughs> you know a lowercase g or something yeah. like that. okay Huh. interesting so uh final thoughts we got a couple minutes okay final thoughts on
0: hmm, anything i don't know I, I was just thinking about something interesting that we could talk about but now i forgot it what was it? Huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess this is a good place to I mean, When we had the morality and ethics thing, there's a lot of sort of um, sidetracks we could take, you know, on different stuff. But the problem, I think, is going to be that uh, in the details. Yeah. Because you know how it is if you, when you read something and then it's been like a while since you've read it or whatever, like you remember sort of conclusions you made or aspects of it, but the details you, the actual reference you're not going to remember yeah (laughs) like for instance in the new testament there's many places i feel like where oh that's what you're talking about where you were talking about he said that quote where it's like i don't know when i'm coming back or whatever right um then there's many places i seem to recall in the new testament where he's like you know coming back in this generation like yes. a because i'm um, immediately coming back you know yeah that type of thing um, yeah i
1: was reading about that one because I, I still haven't found a really good answer for that one yeah but i know what you're talking about yeah um and then there's things where he'll straight up say the father's greater than i yeah yeah yeah, yeah. stuff and like, things that. like that
0: yeah and then and then that reminded that thought reminded me of something else which is like there's all these things in the bible like every religion basically all these prophecies that come true, right? And, you know, take that for what you will, but it's, like, all the ones that come true um, are the ones that, you know, clearly show that it's the supreme, like, that's the word of the God, that whatever you're worshiping. And then all the ones that don't come true are reinterpreted such that it's still true. You see what I'm saying? So it's like... (laughs) <laughs> it's impossible for your religion to be false, right, you see what I'm saying so like if 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 there's a verse in the Bible like that would be an interesting thing to talk about, like how do you deal with those types of things, yeah, you
1: know? yeah, and I think that specific one was about the kingdom of God, like yeah. you will be alive when you see the kingdom of God, yeah, and I want to say an explanation for that was his resurrection, but yeah. I'm not sure. And I don't want to say that. Like, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, exactly. That's I what would I, have to look into there's that. There's going to be one. a lot of us being like, I'm not really sure about yeah, this. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. So I was like, I'll kind of leave that. <laughs> and I remember when I yeah. looked into that specific yeah. question, I was like, dang, I feel like there's better answers here. Yeah. So I really need to study that one more.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's fine. Like, for me personally, another thing I would say is I loved, I actually love studying all these religions because you learn so many things of them. Like, maybe we should talk about uh, in one of the next podcasts. Some of the religions I've studied, like their core values, and why I think they're very useful. Um, and of, the, of all the religions I've studied, to me, the, the ones that pack the biggest bang for your buck is by far Buddhism. Then I would say Stoicism, right, really close though. Well, by far, let me think. Stoicism's good. I haven't studied as much because Buddhism was like such a big like, eye opener. And then Taoism has some really interesting ideas that, like, this idea or this concept's really good. But as a whole religion, I don't know if it would, like, give you enough. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those three are really interesting. I feel like no one ever studies them or knows anything yeah, about them.
1: Yeah, I know almost nothing about any of those yeah. things you just mentioned. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: that would be good.
1: I would learn a lot, for sure. Um, mm. Well, John, thank you for doing another episode, man. Yeah, thanks, Daniel.
0: That was really fun, man. Yeah,
1: that, that was, was a lot of fun. Um, wish I had you here more often. He's visiting from germany just a few hundred yards from uh, a ukrainian war just a long walk over the pond yeah (laughs) so anyway thanks for coming on uh thanks for uh tuning in please like and subscribe if you'll head over to our website we'd love you to sign up um to be a part of sfr plus and you can become a part of our community there and uh please like and subscribe thanks